This is Minister Anthony Bonner of Truth Turnup Ministries. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the straight and wide gates. The straight and wide gates. A moment of prayer that God may give us a spirit of reception, a spirit of openness to receive a word that has challenged man since the beginning of time. A spirit of word that is sent to disrupt, destroy so that it may develop and bring forth a supernatural existence, a supernatural dependency, and a supernatural manifestation of God's unmatched, unsurpassed power in your life, in the realm of influence in which he's placed you, that others may be blessed by your testimony, by your surrender, by your relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Dear God, O Heavenly Father, we thank you on today. We ask that you Bless this word, that you allow it to touch us in the innermost parts of our being, that our minds may be renewed, that our pride may be destroyed, and that the meekness of a child may come forth, that we may grasp unto you and walk with you hand in hand through this fallen world in a more purposeful, in a more productive existence, that your light may shine in the darkest places, and that the most broken and bruised people may be blessed, may be healed, and able to rise up and reciprocate the exact same thing that they've received in the lives of others, that you may be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. The straight and wide gates. We're going to come out of chapter 7, which those of us who know the word, or are familiar with the word, I should rather say, is one of the most famous teachings in the Bible from the Beatitudes of Jesus, better known as the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 7. We're going to look at verses 13 and 14 primarily because they reference what we're talking about, what our subject is, the straight and wide gates. Verse 13 reads, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Verse 14, Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. This is so profound because when you get into religion and you get into denominations and you get into the modern day church as we know it, these teachings are glossed upon. They're lightly touched. They're not given the full in-depthness of their seriousness toward living a purpose-filled life. The seriousness in swaying back and forth being tossed to and fro by the opinions and by the culture and the destruction that it can bring not only upon you, but upon your family, upon future generations, upon everything that has to do with you. Jesus Christ is laying it out as plain as day, but you only get the revelation of it through a surrendered relationship to him because you can hear it and not hear it. The Bible is very clear. Let he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the spirit is saying unto the church, the church being the physical body, the physical habitation, the physical temple of man, which God desires to inhabit, to dwell in so that he can speak through, that he can move through, that he can come into the earth and, and restore it to its original purpose. So verse 13, let's just break it down a little bit and try and uh, redeem this time and maximize it so you get the most out of the time that we have together. Enter ye in at the straight gate. Here Jesus is talking about the straight gate, straight, S-T-R-A-I-T, not as we know the word straight, uh, meaning direct, undisturbed. We're talking about the straight gate. And this definition of straight is used in reference to a situation characterized by uh, a specified degree of trouble or difficulty. The straight gate, 
meaning this path that if you decide to pick up your cross and, and follow Jesus Christ, if you decide to deny yourself, you're going to be put on the straight path toward the straight gate, which is to develop you. It's to strip you. It's to strike you. It's to shine you up. It's to make you bright so that the glory of God can come upon you. But this path is, it, 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 it is, it, it is not the path that we are taught. It is not the path that our flesh desires. It is a path that God has chosen for us and ultimately only he can lead us to it. Ultimately only he can keep us upon it and ultimately only it will be his strength that allows us to finish it. It has nothing to do with us, nothing to do with the world, nothing to do with our education. It has nothing to do with anything that is external. It is all a supernatural work that is originated within and that is finished within. It is a personal decision between you and your father. It is a relationship. You can sit under doctrine until you're blue in the face. Doctrine does not change men. Doctrine should give you a understanding to count the cost to go into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ to get revelation. And this is where the change comes. It's when the anointing, when the spirit of God, when the Holy Spirit is allowed to have free reign in you, that you begin to get this revelation and you begin to allow the Holy Spirit, this transformation process to start deep within you. So you enter ye in at the straight gate for wide is the gate. And broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be <laughs> which go in thereat. That is amazing. I mean, I have to take a second there because that is always shocking when you read it. Because when you look at wide, wide is including a great variety of people or things. It's wide. So it can encompass a lot of things that could look like it's the real deal. But really it is a counterfeit or it is a carbon copy or it can be sent from the enemy, but it looks real because it's on the path. It's on the path of a wide range of opinions, a wide range of thought, a wide range of plans, a wide range of different paths to get to a destination that you believe in your heart that God is leading you to. But Jesus tells us here, he said, broad is that way. And he said that that way leads to destruction. Now we know what destruction means. Destruction is the complete annihilation of potential. We see that in America, in our jails, in our in our cemeteries, and even in many of our youth and our young men and even in our elders, you know, because they've taken the wide paths, not the straight path, not the path that challenges you, not the path that is uncomfortable, not the path that you can't control. This path is decided for you. You just surrender to it. And in this path, there has to be dependency upon Jesus Christ, and you're not going to pay $80,000 or $150,000 for this education. No, you're going to pay everything. It's going to be blood, sweat, and tears. It's going to be persecution. It's going to be confusion. There's going to be tears. There's going to be hurt. There's going to be pain. There's going to be isolation. There's going to be false accusation against you. But at the end of the day, except the corn of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone. You have to endure it because just like Jesus, if you're his disciple, he endured the cross, despising the shame for the joy that was set before him. You only know what joy comes out of this process and this straight path 
toward the straight gate if you've read the book straight through. Hallelujah. From Genesis to Revelation and then you read it again and again and again. And as you read it and you sup with him, the Bible says in Revelations 3 and 19 and 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and I will sup with him and him with me. Reading this book allows Jesus Christ to come in because you're hearing him knocking at the door of your heart. So he comes in and sup with you. And when he sups with you, what does he do? He personally teaches you. He personally walks you through the process. He begins to impart in you divine things. He begins to give you a divine courage to walk in those things, not just intellectually know them in your heart, not just to speak them out of your mouth as doctrine to be seen, but to actually lay down and allow them to be worked in you as you wait on your ministry to form so that you can go before other people having gotten the mote out of your own eye, then you can help your brother get the beam out of his eye. Broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be which go in thereat. We can leave that many alone because the number is so great. It is so profound that we can't even imagine when you talk about many, there's more than 8 billion people on the planet right now. And the number of people that have existed from the beginning of time until the end of time, we will have no clue of that. But you can just imagine that it will be profound. Verse 13, as we wind this down, enter ye in at the straight gate. You see, I'm, uh, verse 14, I'm sorry, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. There's that word straight again. Straight again. Let me give you the definition of it again. It is used in reference to a situation characterized by a specific degree of trouble or difficulty. A place of limited spatial capacity, narrow or cramped. This is God's way of shaping you and molding you. He shapes you in a narrow or cramped path. A place of limited spatial capacity. God does not do things in great multitude. He does them in small groups. We know that with the 12 disciples. We know that with the three that went with him on the Mount of Transfiguration. We know he sent out 70. We know that he ordained 120 in, in, in the upper room. We know that on the day of Pentecost, there were only 3,000 souls added. So God is very specific in numbers when he moves. Yes, there were 5,000 men, not counting women and children, when he did the miracle of the fish and the loaves. So God is intentional in his numerology. And we must get the understanding and quit looking for the big move of God where we can hide in a large crowd of people and not be seen. And our commitment can go unnoticed and our lack of passion or fire can be spotted simply because we're not on fire for the things we're hearing. We're hearing, but we're not walking in what we're hearing. And the Bible tells us to be not deceived. God is not mocked. huh? As a man soweth, that shall he also reap. The Bible tells us also to be not only hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word, deceiving your own selves. So in verse 14, he, he says, because, because means he, he's letting you know specifically it's an alternative to you know, it, 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 it is another option because this is this way. He's telling you because this path that he has ordained, because it's straight, because it's going to be difficult, because it's going to try you, because it's going to hurt, because it's going to turn your world upside down, because it's going to be confusing, because many people have not been enlightened to it. He tells you that it's narrow is the way of it. He says it leads to life. It is not life in itself, but it leads to life. Who is life? 
Jesus Christ is the life of all men. He came in and he was the light of the world. So this path will lead you to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It will lead you into Christ. It was the design of the church to do it, but unfortunately, church have been caught up in their traditions. They've been trapped. They, they, they have lost their way, but that is another podcast. This podcast is about individuals being individually changed so that the church can collectively be changed. It will not start in a great move. It will start in a great move in individuals who will eventually display that move, share it, and display it with other people, and then the culture can be brought under subjection and the atmosphere of heaven which once existed in Eden can once again be spread throughout the earth hallelujah this is what God is looking for but in order to receive that treasure all the trash we've been fed all the trash that we believe is real all the trash that we accept is real on the broad path must be destroyed because that is God's plan for our life he says narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. I tell young people all the time, I've not been to school in a long, 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 long time, but I'm always amazed that uh, uh, modern culture and modern generations have tried to change the definition of the word few. Few means few. If I have $2, I have a few dollars, you understand? And that just means I can't do much with $2 in this modern economy. But what we need to understand is that God is doing something amazing into us, through us, and for us. And we have to be willing to walk upon that narrow path. We have to be willing to abide in that straight place, that place that's going to stretch us, that place that might hurt us, that place that is going to uh, lead us into the unknown, that place that's going to separate us from that which is comfortable, that which we depend upon, that which we rely on, that which is outside of the norm, outside of the box, outside of the educational system, outside of fame, outside of fortune, outside of being accepted and being included in the multitude. Again, the other day we were in Isaiah 53 and 1 where God was speaking and he said to his people, he says, who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Who has believed the divine report? The divine report is from Genesis to Revelation. The divine report is about coming out of the broad path or the broad way unto the narrow path headed toward the straight gate, the gate that strips again, the, 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 the gate that, 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 that elevates, the gate that promotes, the gate that rains down divine revelation, divine provision, divine protection, divine discernment. You understand, you cannot get that in the Broadway because the Broadway shares theories. It shares broad ideas. It shares broad concepts. And again, we were created to be originals, but we have turned out to be copycats because we have submitted to the broad way, to the broad thinking, to the history of, to the system of just depending upon historical precepts, historical stories, historical parables. When Jesus Christ said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Don't make me a historical uh, uh, figure because yes, I was in history, but I'm also in your present. I'm also in your future waiting on you to come into the grace and knowledge of who I am, that you may be enlightened, that you may overtake everything that's trying to overtake you, that you may take back your purpose, that you may take back your provision for your purpose, that you may take back your power to subdue, to multiply, to increase, to put Satan back under your feet, 
to be able to speak, get thee behind me and know that he indeed must obey you, that you are more than a conqueror, that you are an overcomer, that you are an ambassador unto me, you are an heir, you are a joint heir of the throne. Will you not accept your place? Your place can only be accepted on the narrow path. And on the narrow path, you can't bring that big wallet. You can't bring that big Louis Vuitton bag. The Range Rover can't come. The Porsche can't come. No, 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 no. All those, all those shoes, all those dresses, all the bling, bling, all the people that you're attached to, they cannot come because there's, there's a, there's a limit capacity. Few there be that find this path because the path is disguised, you understand. It is hidden. It must be revealed. You cannot study your way into this path because the divine things of God, they're hidden from the wise and the prudent. You understand? They're set apart. It is a heart thing where you may not even need heart surgery, but you lay down on the table anyway and you say, Lord, thou knowest what is best for me. Search my heart. Try my heart. Fix my heart. Heal my heart. Oh, hallelujah. This is the plan, not just for a people, it's for all people, it's for whosoever will, and God is waiting on us to do it again. That's what we need to say in our prayer time when we're sitting back and say, Lord, let's do it again. Count me in the number. I want to be counted in the number of saints that come marching into your glory now in this life and in eternal life. Do you understand? I don't want to be caught up in the traditions, the regulations, the rules, the stipulations of men. I want a divine encounter. I want what Jesus Christ did on the cross to bear fruit in my life. I want a real testimony of it. I don't want just theories. I don't want secondhand opinions. I don't want any of that. I want to touch. Touch me again, Lord. Touch me again, Lord. That should be our desire because only when we allow him to touch us in the most precious places, like Abraham did with Isaac, will the path be illuminated? Will the trees fall back? Will the vines be severed? Hallelujah. And then you can walk into his presence, into the Holy of Holies, and then you can start your journey fully on the straight path and avoid the wide gates where destruction is a surety and a certainty. May the Lord bless us and give us the strength to have the courage, the will, and the trust in his finished work to find this path, to walk this path, and to endure all that we must to finish our race for his glory and to forever live, abide, and reign with him in the world to come. It's in Jesus' name I pray this for us all. Amen.